everybody has setbacks in this business, you know, no matter where it is, but it's how you react to those setbacks that's going to determine your success. Welcome to The Chic Space, a podcast by Premier Designs, where you hear stories from our jewelers about Premier's purpose of enriching lives and training tips on how you can build your business. Today's podcast is brought to you by our incredible hostess perks. In need of a hostess? Why not host your own show? It's a fun way to pull friends together and show off your samples. Best of all, you get to keep the hostess and the jeweler perks. And if you're feeling generous, you can make your personal show a fundraiser or have a drawing for your hostess perks. And who knows, hosting your own personal show might just be the ticket to future bookings. For this episode, your hostess, Mandy Eaton, Director of Marketing Services. Well, today on The Chic Space, we have a very special guest that I can't wait for all of you to meet. Um, Alyssa Horner is a designer who has been with our Premier Designs company for over seven years, and she's from Paris, Illinois. And Alyssa has reached the 500 Jewelry Show Club and is well on her way to the 750 Jewelry Show Club. And she has also reached the $50,000 Retail Club and the Sponsor 5 Club. And so she's well on her way to the $75,000 dollar club and the sponsor 10 club. And you know, then she's going to get that Tory Burch tote. So the proof is in the pudding that Alyssa has worked her business consistently and loves premier designs. She has also achieved the dash to Disney trip here in June and will be traveling with her family. Um, she's a busy mom on the go and she was a top retailer in April retailing over $7,400. Um, so Alyssa, thank you so much for being on our chic space podcast today. We can't wait to visit with you. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Well, hey, girl, let's just jump on in. Tell us and anyone listening with us today, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I live in Paris, Illinois uh, with my husband, Trent. We've been married for eight years and we're originally from Indiana, but uh, my husband is a youth pastor. So the first job that he got after he graduated college was as a youth pastor in Paris, Illinois. So that is where our whole married life, married life has been. And um, this is where I started Premiere. It's now just, it just feels like home now. But we also have two kids, Sam, our oldest. He is five and a half. He's born the day after Christmas. So he always has a fun Aww. birthday. And then Finley is our little crazy little girl. And she is going to be three in a couple of weeks. So we're super excited, especially to take them to Disney in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. They're going to love that. Will this be their first Premiere Designs trip? Yes, it will. Every other trip has just been Trent and I. That's awesome. I love those names, Sam and Finley. So cute. Well, (laughs) tell us just a little bit about how you originally joined Premier. You know, you said that um, it was where you live now, but tell us just what did that look like and how has your life maybe changed since Premier entered the picture? Yeah. So I first came, became familiar with Premier when I was growing up in high school. My high school Sunday school teacher actually sold Premier. And so when I still lived at home, I wasn't at college. My mom and I would have jewelry parties together. And so I've always loved Premier. And then when I moved to Illinois, she said, hey, why don't I just come to Illinois with your mom and we'd have a jewelry show? I was like, "Okay." So she came. We moved here in May of 2011. She came in the fall, I want to say October of 2011 and had a show for me. And I had a ton of people there, a lot of church people. And somebody said, you know, you should try this. Like, you'd be so good at this. And the thought had never even crossed my mind at all. And so I was like, you know what? I kind of just stood back and thought about it. I was like, why not? 
So she came back in January of 2012 and did my training show and the rest is history. Okay. That is such a cool story. Wow. The world really is a small place, isn't it? We're all just so connected. I love that. And I love that you kind of took a pause and then you're like, well, why not me? That's awesome. Yeah. And so at the time we had actually graduated college, a private Christian school uh, six months earlier. And so we were in a lot of student debt. So that was my main reason for starting Premier because I thought, you know what, I could throw all this towards my loans on top of my full-time job and see how it goes. Absolutely. And just out of curiosity, what did you do as your full-time job at that time? So my degree, my bachelor's degree is actually in mathematics. uh, But Mm -hmm. since we decided to follow Trent's job first, uh, our but when before we got married, we were always like, if you find a church, that's where we're going to go first. And so he did. And the first job I found here in Paris after we moved was at a title company, which at the time being a young, I don't know, 22, 23 year old, I didn't even know the title company was, but now I do. And I have some experience in that about two years experience. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to need to put your, your cell phone number in my, in my cell phone, because, you know, having a a person that knows mathematics really, really well, is always good for a phone, a friend. (laughs) I feel like I'm always in those situations. So major props. That's awesome. Well, Hey, I know that obviously you love premiere and, um, just from our previous conversations, I know you love being with people and being at the shows and, and all of that. And there's a lot of work and preparation that goes into that. I would love if you could tell us a little bit about what that looks like. Sure. Yeah. So um, I mostly do home shows. It's just what I've always done and I like it better. Uh, it's definitely more personal. And uh, we are always about that here at Premier with keeping it personal. But um, the main thing is, I think before the show, we need to make sure our hostess is prepared. So I want her to feel confident about her show and have no questions. And I want to do most of the work for her so that she you know, has no second thoughts about it. And so I want her to um, have the materials about three to four weeks in advance before the show. And yes, I do book my shows out. I prefer like six to eight weeks, but not everybody is on that timeframe. So, um, so she has her invites and her Mm -hmm. packet at least three to four weeks in advance. And then I make her Facebook event about, about three weeks before. And I love the Facebook event because that's where you can post pictures. You can kind of interact with the customers that you wouldn't know otherwise. And, uh, I start posting the pictures about seven days before the event. So I don't post every single day, three times a day for three weeks. Not to say that's not the way to do it. It's just personally, I, I feel like for me to keep that going with, you know, if I'm having eight to 10 shows a month, that's a lot for me to keep track of. So I try to keep it, keep it as simple as I can. Well, I love that you found a system that works for you, you know, and it's maintainable and then that's great. Right. Right. And I think it's, I mean, we have to stay in contact with our hostess because she needs to know that she can contact us at any time. Um, and the main thing about that is, we need to go the extra mile to make sure she has what she needs. Uh, because, you know, if we meet her at a show and then we don't even talk to her again before the show or like for a week before the show, nothing's going to go very well because she feels like you just kind of left her high and dry. She doesn't know what she's supposed to do um, and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, there's a variety of, way, variety of ways to have a system to follow up with your hostess. And I'm all about those systems. But um, one that I've been using lately is Amy Parks method. And I know Amy already trained on here and she's awesome. I love Amy and I've used her methods a lot and it kind of makes my life easier because I'm very organized. I am very type A. uh, And so I like to know what I need to do and when to do it. So if you like systems, definitely check out Amy's 
uh, checklist, but I've also come into contact with like a 10 day countdown that you text the hostess a picture each day and it kind of tells her what she needs to do. So, I mean, whatever works for you, just find that and kind of stick to it because everybody's lifestyle is different. So it works different for everybody. Alyssa, I just love that you focus on giving your hostess confidence and keeping that conversation ongoing with her because it's got to be so much easier for her to come to you with a question or an update if she feels like that's just a continuous process. Um, Share with us a little bit more on ways that you help build her confidence and what that looks like. Yeah. So um, I do a lot of that before the show, like following up with her, maintaining that constant contact. But even when I get to the show, I arrive there early about 30 minutes before the show starts. And that gives me about uh, 15 minutes or so to set up the jewelry. And then that rest of the time, I am kind of talking to the hostess, if the customers are there, um, interacting with them. But sometimes I found that the hostess is nervous and they think, oh, you know, I don't think anybody's going to show up or, um, oh, I don't have many people coming. I'm sorry. I don't have any orders before. And I don't want her to worry about that at all. I'm just thankful that she is letting me in her home and has invited at least a few people over. Um, and so I want to be able to stay positive for her. So I don't want her to get down because there's already people there or she doesn't have many orders, whatever it is. I'm trying to stay upbeat and fun um, because I want people to have fun when they're at my shows. Of course. Absolutely. And then that probably helps you when they're interested because they had so much fun in booking a future event with you. So it's all kind of full circle, right? That's awesome. So what what are some things you do to keep the hostess's nerves in check and keep things positive as you're there a little early? Is there anything specific or you just kind of ask her about her day or what, what is that? What tips would you have for maybe a new jeweler that's getting started? Yeah, I just kind of small talk just to ask about her day, um, maybe about her family. Um, and really, the more you do that with all the guests, it's kind of makes it more like almost like you're on a friend's basis and not the jewelry lady, you know? Right. So um, I think the more fun you are and obviously be yourself uh, and be personable because they're going to see that. And when you're at your show and you're showing the jewelry and you're interacting with them, they're going to sense you're not only your love for the jewelry and your love for the company, but that you're an authentic person and that you really love the product and that you are normal, I guess. Uh, so I feel like if we are excited that the excitement is contagious. So, um, that's one thing I really like to do at my shows, whether or not I do a game sometimes, you know, when I started premiere, the purse game was really a big thing that we did at our shows where you would say the letter. And then the first person that pulls something out of their purse that starts with that letter gets the prize. Um, and so every once in a while I'll pull those out, but really I like to keep kind of go with the flow of the people that are coming to the shows. So, and you know, I found also along the same lines of being positive, complimenting people goes so far because after I do my presentation and the ladies are up at the table, you know, trying different things on, sometimes the ladies, they try it on and they kind of like look if anybody's looking at them or they kind of like shy back. And, you know, if I see them, I'm like, that looks so good on you. And I'm like, Susan, doesn't this look good on Sally? You know, they, they need that information. They need to be, you know, lifted up a little bit because they, it might not be something they would normally wear, but if somebody is reassuring them that it looks good, uh, that's just, I mean, that's the whole reason we're there. We're there to serve our customers, to serve our hostesses. Um, 
and yeah, just be encouragers all around. I think you're, you're touching on something that's really important is that it's probably so easy for us to forget that a lot of women that come to Premier Designs events might be stepping outside of their comfort zone, whether just by the nature of being at the event and being around people maybe they don't know very well, or like you said, trying on a different style or, you know, maybe bolder earrings than they would normally wear. And so it's such a safe space that you as jewelers are creating for women to come and grow um, either in their fashion or just their personal growth. So I just, I love that you touched on that and being sensitive to that and, and honing in on that with the guests that are in attendance. I think that's very, very key. Definitely. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, your actual presentation and how you engage, um, you know, during the show. Yeah. So what I start with, like, and I usually do this on my shows, I always have the ladies raise their hand if they've never heard of Premiere before. And I always like everybody, I usually have like two to three at a show. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm so excited. We have some newbies in the crowd and you guys are going to love Premiere. And so that kind of gives me an idea. Like, are they familiar with the product um, or, right. you know, do I need to show something different, something new? So that kind of gives me a, an, an idea of how to gauge the show. But then I go right into talking about Premiere. Um, I talk a little bit about the fact that they've been around for 33 years or 34, whatever it is. And um, that it's a biblically based business. It's a high fashion jewelry with a guarantee. So I want them to make sure they know that guarantee because I cringe when I hear a customer say, yeah, I've had this piece in my dresser and it's been broken for six months. And I'm like, oh, I could have helped you with that. Or let me get that back from you and set it in so we can get you credit towards a new piece because I want my customers happy all the time. And if they don't know about that guarantee, then they don't know how to take advantage of it. So I make sure they hear about that guarantee. Um, and then after that, I usually just go into the jewelry and Right now, I've been using outfits instead of my mannequin. Um, I love the mannequin. I love that you the mannequin has a neck, but the mannequin also gets a little heavy and it causes a little extra trips to the car, a few extra trips. So I've kind of downsized. I try to get in at about one trip, but I use about five outfits that I show a few necklaces on each outfit. And I really like that. And I tell the ladies, I want you to see something similar or think of something similar you have in your closet that you see up here. I said, these aren't fancy clothes. These are clothes that I've worn that are, you know, just everyday clothes, but you might be able to replicate this look with a necklace that you like. So, um, and this is how I do it. So I show the necklaces on the clothes. That's great. And I love how you've simplified things. You know, I, I, what I love hearing in your examples, Alyssa, is that really you've continued to modify and evolve and just project your show forward over time, you know, and so it, it can constantly change. And it's constantly something that you need to love so that then they can sense that from you. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because things are always changing. You just need to try out something. And if it works, then good. If it doesn't, then go back to what you know that works. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then after that, you said that you kind of get them engaged around talking about the jewelry at the table. Yes. Yes. So that is the fun part because they get to try things on and pick it up and, you know, see what they think. Um, and at that time, I have already given them their, their survey and I try to get those surveys back before checkout time. So their survey is super important. And I know everybody always says says this, but it really is I don't go to a show without a survey. Um, and my survey is something that I'm constantly changing up and I love pulling from different people's surveys. Um, but you can just find one obviously that you like and stick with it. But the survey tells you, you know, do they want to be a part of your VIP group? Do they want, are they interested in any type of show? 
Uh, do they have any interest in the business? All these important things that we can later follow up with them at checkout or even after the show. Um, so checkout, I say, is where the magic happens because um, I've never been really faithful at a booking activity. And I know that that's one of some people's million dollar question is when you have so many shows a year, how do you get all those shows? And mine is on a, a specific booking activity, but it's more booking through checkout because I'm going to look at this lady's wish list. I'm going to kind of gauge her personality and I'm going to say something like, what do you think about gathering a few friends to see the jewelry and make it sound super casual? Not, do you want to have a jewelry party? And you know, it's just, just like totally different verbiage, different tone. It sounds so much easier, so much, um, not as much work when I do the first one. And so I see kind of how they react to that. And if some people are like, Oh, I, I, I just don't do that. Or some people are like, what? Like, what did you say? Cause it's not worded how they are normally used to. So I kind of have to like gauge their interest. And you know what, when I tell them that they can get a lot of things on the wish list for free and have price, it's not that hard to get them to commit to a date. So I love working through checkout. Cause even if they don't check anything about a show, I'm still going to ask them because who knows, maybe they're just scared or they don't want to, you know, they just don't know what to expect. So I'm always asking people at checkout if they want to gather a few friends to see some jewelry. I love that. So regardless of what they tell you on the survey, you're still going to do that very gentle prompt on, you know, what do you think about gathering a few friends to see the jewelry just to kind of gauge their immediate response, right? And then you kind of go with it after that. Yep, definitely. And you also need to offer different options to them because not everybody wants to do the home show. They might be super embarrassed to have somebody to their house. So I always offer um, girls night out at a restaurant, a Facebook live show. It could be a catalog show, um, fundraisers. Uh, I love offering fundraisers because people are like, oh, you do fundraisers? And I'm like, yeah, I totally do. I love doing fundraisers. So sometimes the ladies that are absolutely against the show are a lot more willing to do a fundraiser because it's helping somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. It's just kind of going through that list of services that you offer until they find one that they light up about, right? So that's great. I love that you do that. And I love that you're using checkout as an opportunity to really personalize um, the booking process and, um, you know, finding out what jewelry still on their wish list. That seems very personal, very service oriented that you're you're really connecting with them one on one. It's got to be, it seems very intentional. I love that. So Alyssa, tell us a little bit about what the process, once the show finishes, how do you continue to, you know, serve these customers? What does just after the show look like for you? Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do at the end of my show is to leave the hostess with a little kind of like a tally up closeout sheet. And it tells them where they at, where they're at with their retail, how many half price items they have, um, maybe what level they need to get to next to get more half price items. Um, and also I like that I can put the people's names down that one didn't show up or two say they're going to order online or whatever. I like to give the hostess a list of names that they can follow up with. And I also set a tentative closing date um, because I don't like to hold my shows over open super long. And I know some people have even, you know, they close their shows the night of the show. And I've never done that unless it's like the end of the month. But, um, I like to kind of give them a little bit of an overview of what they're looking at when I leave them. And then I can follow up with them in a couple days. And um, also the surveys come back into play after the show, because what I do the day after the show, and again, this is an Amy Parks uh, method and I love this. So thank you, Amy. But she has a little graphic that she's made uh, and she just texts every 
person that came to the show and it says, thank you for ordering. You're helping support my family. Um, if you need anything, here's my number, get a hold of me. And it's super simple, super sweet. I've even sent it to the people that don't necessarily order, but they still come. Cause I wanted to know that like, I am appreciating them taking time of their evening to come, even if they don't order. So I send those texts out to everybody that came. Um, and I try to do the online orders too, if I remember to. And I also send a thank you to the people that booked. And it's a kind of a different graphic. This is thank you for scheduling an event for me. I can't wait. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I think that just kind of helps people know how genuine you are and that you really, really do appreciate it. It's not about the money. It's about caring about the person as a individual. So I, I get that. I can also gauge, you know, whether or not they're interested in a show or in the business based off the survey. So if they check something on the survey um, and I didn't get to talk to them about it at checkout at the show, like if it was too busy or something, um, or definitely if they wanted to listen to the opportunity video, I send that the second day and say, Hey, uh, listen to this video really quick. It's a short five minutes. Let me know what you think. And I'll mail you a gift card the next day. So um, I love having those surveys. You can, they're so helpful. So many different ways you can use those. So I love that. And I love how you're, you're personalizing the next step in your conversation with them, whether it's, you know, the text about the booking or the text about thank you for coming or the text about, you know, um, thank you for your order. You know, that feels very personal and you're immediately acknowledging whether they, um, you know, placed an order or just were very giving of their time. And so that just kind of keeps the conversation ongoing with you. I love that. Well, Hey, I know that you had also mentioned that a normal part of being a jeweler is to have some occasional cancellations, right? But I think that you have some steps that you use when that happens. Definitely. I've actually been really convicted about this lately because uh, actually last week, I uh, this was kind of a light week for me. I had a couple shows on the calendar, um, but they were kind of... Um, they've been past hostesses and I knew that their schedules were busy. So I wasn't expecting a huge turnout. Well, I found out last Friday that both those shows were just now going to collect orders. So I wasn't going to meet in front of anybody. I wasn't going to do a Facebook live. And so then my mind kicks into overgear and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to compensate for these shows? Um, now, if I was earlier on in my business, you know, the first couple of years, I would have been crying, carrying on super upset. I can't believe they canceled on me, all that kind of stuff. But we've I've, all been there. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I've learned that everybody has setbacks in this business, you know, no matter where it is, but it's how you react to those setbacks. That's going to determine your success. So I, what I did last Friday is I took a list, a sheet of paper and I uh, jotted down a list of like 10 names, whether they were just, you know, people who've had a show or maybe Facebook friends, whatever. And I was honest. I said, look, I just had a couple shows canceled for next week. Is there any way that you could pull a few friends together online and do a Facebook show for me? And I didn't even ask them to meet in person, but I thought the worst case scenario is I do a live show. I'm not traveling anywhere. Um, and the worst case scenario is nobody orders, but I'm sure I'll get a few orders. And that's better than my no shows that canceled. So I actually, within 24 hours, was able to schedule three shows for this week. And so I... Facebook shows aren't my favorite. I'm not going to lie, but, um, it was better than nothing. I was like, Oh yes, I have something on my calendar this week. Um, and it kind of just filled in the gap there. So, but you know, Facebook live shows, I know some people get a little intimidated with those. So if you don't like to do Facebook live shows, there's other ways that you can, um, kind of compensate for that because that can kind of be a blow to not only your business, if you're expecting that financially, but also sometimes it just kind of hurts your heart and you're like, Oh man, like, 
I was really looking forward to that. So um, the one way I like to kind of make up for that is in your Facebook group. So whether you have a VIP group or a business page, um, maybe post some specials, or if you're not too scared of the camera, go live in there and, um, you know, offer them an extra discount or say there's a gift with purchase or do a mystery hostess show. That group is, it should be your, your close, close customers and, and hostesses that are willing to support you through a lot. So I've used that a lot. Um, I also do cash and carry sales. So uh, I kind of joke with some of my jewelers because I tell them, if you see me selling a lot of my jewelry on my Facebook group, it's because I need cash fast. <laughs> and so, so for example, this week I sold some jewelry to get ready to go on our vacation next week. Uh, and I sold about 160, 180 bucks in cash and carry. And so that was just money in my pocket that I could have for need. Or if you need to turn that back around and, and order new samples for your table, you can do that as well. Um, another way is to see if there are any holidays or gift giving opportunities coming up because um, I did like a grab bag sale for Easter. I put some Easter candy in there. They got to pick a certain necklace for like a certain price point. You know, Mother's Day, we did a five days of Mother's Day sales. I'm really loving the hand stamp charms. Those are just super awesome. Um, and so I've kind of been pushing this for graduation gifts or wedding gifts. If you want to do a bridal shower or for the wedding with the, with the bride's new last name, I think that'd be super cute. That would be awesome. Yes. I love that idea. Well, and I know that one of the ideas that I love that you touched on earlier when we were talking about how you react with cancellations, which are inevitable, right? In this business is I love how you use Facebook almost like a contact list. And I think, you know, that may be a natural thought for some of us, but that's kind of a new way to look at Facebook. You know, that's kind of your immediate go-to, who do I know? Um, And you can just go to that as almost a resource for you. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have, uh, I don't fall asleep really fast. So sometimes uh, it takes a little bit for my mind to shut off. So I have a piece of paper by my bed every night, like a little pad of paper. Um, And if I'm needing shows, then I'm scrolling through Facebook with purpose being super intentional thinking about, okay, where's this lady out in her life? Like, would she be able to have a show? Is it worth reaching out? Um, how long has it been since I've talked to this lady, like that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's really, Facebook can be a huge tool, even though sometimes, you know, we get all caught up in it, but it really is very helpful. Well, especially when you use it in that way, very intentionally and and able to see maybe they need a fundraiser, maybe they're mentioning something that they could use some extra money for in life. And it creates those opportunities for a conversation, right? So I love that. Well, Alyssa, I know in over seven years in this business, um, you have probably had several turning points, right? I would love if you would share with us just what is a time that was a turning point for you in your premier business? I think the biggest turning point for me was when I went from part-time premiere to full-time premiere. Uh, And that occurred when we decided to start having children. And so when I first came in the business, like I said, we had just been married. We were paying off student loans. Um, We're about three hours away from our family. And when we started to think about having kids, I was kind of like, well, I never really was one of those girls who grew up who just dreamed of being a stay-at-home mom. But at the same time, there, I didn't have any family close. And I, I didn't want to like just throw them in a daycare and not know what's happening to them. And I had one lady and I remember her so specifically, I was at a show and and I was pregnant at the time. And she had said something to me saying, Alyssa, if you can make it work, if you can live on less for the few years that your kids are young, it is going to be so worth it. 
And I took that to heart. And I remember Cheryl and I still, she's still one of my best customers and hostesses, but she just kind of spoke truth into me saying, if you can make it happen, like it is so worth it because the years go so fast. Um, and it's so true. I mean, my oldest is going into kindergarten in the fall and it's just like, that's how long I've been doing premiere full time is my, my kids know nothing but premiere because that's what I've been doing since they've been here. So I was super nervous trans transitioning from a steady paycheck to, okay, uh, now I have to plan everything out. Um, just hope and pray that my money's coming in and, you know, my husband, and I prayed about it and we took the leap of faith and my premier income now has passed what I used to make full time. So it's definitely been a blessing. Um, and it's really made me want to, it kind of gives me more of a passion for the stay at home moms, because I want them to know that they can stay home and still make money. And it's so possible. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's the easiest thing in the world, but you can put a little work into it and you're going to get something out of it. And it's going to be so worth it because you're staying home with your kids. Well, and I love that your experience is that you've worked your premier designs business in different chapters in life. You know, you've worked it when you were, you know, just you and your husband. And then when you have, you know, one kid. And then when Finley came along and it's like, you've just, it, your business has continued to evolve and you've been able to adjust it. And that's really the beauty of premiere, right? Is that it can be what you need it to be in the different chapters of your life. So I absolutely yeah. love that. It's awesome. We have, sometimes we take for granted that flexibility, you know, we have the ability to have shows when we want them. Like you said, we have the ability to have cash flow. We have the ability to set our own calendar. Um, you know, I used to, when I worked full time, I did a lot of my shows on the weekends, but then I kind of got not annoyed, but you know, then I was working all week and my weekends are full and I really didn't have any downtime. And so one, one lady from my upline, she said, well, I only do shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's all I offer my customers. And I kind of was like, Oh, like, well, I can do that. Like, why would I not do that? And so now most of my shows are during the weeks and I, and I, I do have shows on the weekends, but I try to keep, you know, half the weekends of the month open, uh, because that's time to spend with my kids and time for other activities. And, you know, my husband's a youth pastor. So the church schedule plays a big role in our family schedule. So the fact that I can plan in advance for the mission trips or plan in advance for, um, other activities, it's just, it's such a blessing. That's awesome. And I love that her, that other jeweler speaking that to you on, Hey, well, I only do this, you know, and kind of empowering you that you could do the same. You can, you own your business. You can work it when you want to, and you don't need to, when you don't want to. So I love that. That's such a good reminder. That's a, definitely a light bulb moment, right? Yes, it was for sure. Well, obviously you're busy. You're a mom on the go. Tell us, are there any, I know you've mentioned Amy Parks's system, which is incredible. Um, are there any other tools or just things that help you work your business the way that you do? I think something that's really big is training, whether or not you do training in person, or if you're listening to training through this podcast, or if you are listening through training um, on the Sundays with sisters page, I feel like as jewelers, we need to be a sponge and we need to absorb all the information around us, take it in, kind of see if it works, try it out. And if it doesn't, then find something else new. And it, we have so many brilliant ladies in this business who have been around the business for so many years that they have different ideas. And like you said before, everybody shares. It's just like a big family where it's okay if you use it and it works or it doesn't work for you. Um, we want to see everybody else succeed. So the training is huge. And if you are not plugging into some type of training, you are you know, doing a disservice to yourself because there is so much that we can be learning from. Um, I love listening to training in the car on my long road trips for shows. Uh, but you know, 
if I really know it's a good training or somebody said, you need to listen to this, then I'll try to find an hour at home where I can take notes because I'm a note taker. And so I like to write ideas down. Um, so training is a big thing. And then also I am kind of old school in the fact that I love my planner and I love post-it notes and I also love the little tabs. So, and my husband makes fun of me, fun of me because he's like, why don't you just put that note in your phone? I'm like, it's just not the same. I don't have like the gratification of crossing off something off my to-do list. Oh girl, you are a girl after my own heart. I totally, (laughs) totally get it. (laughs) I love it. And so you would laugh if you see my calendar because it's like, sticky note upon sticky note, but like they each have their own purpose. So really just find your system. I love to use the little post-it tabs. They're kind of like clear, but the tabs that are removable, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Kind of like bookmark things, but I use those for my shows. And they're when you buy a pack of these little tabs, they have like five colors. And so I've kind of color coded my calendar. So one color is for kids activities, one color is for my shows, one color is for training. Um, and the best part about that is if something changes, I just pick up the tab and move it. I don't have to scratch it out or use a white out or whatever. Um, so I love that. And that I can be organized, uh, using just little, you know, office supplies. Oh, I love that. Well, and it lets you just move with it with the changes or the, you know, whatever comes into your business and your life that moves, you know, your, your schedule is able to morph very easily with that. And, you know, really, it doesn't matter if it makes sense to anybody else, as long as it makes sense to you. It's like your, your planner and your system needs to work for you. And that's really all there is to it. I love that. And you had mentioned the Sundays with sisters, which is a Facebook group, right? Would you mind just elaborating real quick on what that is in case those that are listening haven't heard of that before? Yes, that is an amazing group. Um, Krista started it and she has found a trainer every single Sunday night. Um, but it's like a 30 minute training every Sunday night. It's at 8 p.m. Central time. Um, and they train on all different topics, but you can just as easily catch the replay. Uh, ladies post there, you know, if they're sharing a specific file, they'll post that in the group for everybody to, sh- to use if they want to. Um, there's a place that you can ask questions to the jewelers. And you know what? Another thing is that I think we need to, to let people know is that it's okay to reach out to these like senior leaders. Like, I feel like when I first started my business, it was like, Oh, I can't talk to her. Like I'm just a little plain old jeweler, but you know, she's way up there. She's not going to spend time on me. And that is like the furthest thing from the truth. If I have a question and I want to know something about Jennifer Keller's system or something like that. And then I'm going to send a message to Jennifer Keller and I, she might not respond right away, but I have confidence that she's going to get back to me and going to try to help me with whatever I need. Because like we said, Premier is a family. Absolutely. And you are right. Like I've seen firsthand how jewelers will reach across the country and talk to another jeweler or someone that they admire or just have a quick question. And that's how relationships are built. You know, we have such an incredible opportunity and our premier family really is so generous and so welcoming and we're, it's just a sisterhood and we're all in it together. So absolutely love that you reminded us of that today. That's powerful. Well, as we're wrapping up, we have one last question, which is what advice would you give to yourself as a brand new jeweler? don't give up. That is the biggest thing I could tell you because I feel like sometimes you're so excited, you get started and you're like on cloud nine and it's going really well, but then every business has its ups and downs. And so, you know, you're going to have, you know, you're going to be on the up, you're going to be on the down, but what you need to know is that if you put in the work, God's going to bless it. Um, we need to give our business over to him and let him know that we trust him with it because he's in control. I could do everything I wanted to. I could do everything right, but ultimately he's in control. So, um, we need, I just 
just push through and don't give up because it just gets better with time. And I'm telling you the relationships that you find in this business, they are like none other. Mm, love it. Well, Alyssa, it has been so fun getting to talk to you today. And thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom on events. Before we let you go, we do this really fun thing at the end where we ask our jewelers that are featured these fun questions. So I've got five rapid fire questions for you and there's no wrong answers. So there's no pressure. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, what is your favorite piece of jewelry? If you had to pick one piece. Swoon. Hands down swoon. I call it my magic necklace at my shows. I'm telling you, you need this because it's magic. It matches everything. So definitely swoon. I love that. I love that piece. Okay. Number two, what is your favorite trip or vacation that you've taken so far? Um, Definitely would have to be a premier trip. And it's a toss up between Quebec, because that was our first designer trip was um, Quebec with in Canada. But we also went to San Diego a couple years ago. And that uh, I'm leaning towards San Diego. That was just an awesome trip. I loved it. It's beautiful. It's hard to go wrong with either one of those. And thank you, Premier, for you doing the hard work and being blessed by (laughs) by those vacations. That's awesome. Okay, number three, it's going to be hard to pick, I'm sure, but name someone in Premier who has had a lasting impact on your life. Oh, that is hard. Uh, I've met so many awesome people in this business um, and you get really close to the jewelers in your sideline um, and your upline. Uh, I would have to say uh, Valerie Vesely. Um, she has made such a lasting impact on my life and she has retired in the past year from premiere, but I feel like this has given me even more respect for her because I still go and visit her. Like she's my mom or my grandma or, um, I don't know. She's just, she's so encouraging and she's not, not just a premier leader, but she was a spiritual leader and I have so much respect for her and um, I just love her to death. And I would not even know her if it wasn't for premier. Powerful. Love it. Okay. Number four, what song would you choose to sing at karaoke? Oh gosh. Well, first of all, that's not <laughs> my cup of tea, but, um, and you know what? I listen to a lot of like worship music. So I feel like I would be totally out of place at a karaoke. Um, because like the songs I know would be worship songs. So, you know, I'd probably be like going off for it and say, all right, put on some iron bell worship and I will be singing one of those songs. So <laughs> Okay, number five, what is your favorite book? Oh, that's a hard one too. So I normally read uh, like personal development books. I've uh, not been much for fiction, but a couple ones that stick out to mind that I'm reading now are, I think it's called Breaking Busy. And I feel like it's Allie Worthington, maybe is the author. Um, but the Drapers mailed it to me a few months ago. And it's really good because a lot of us use busyness as an excuse, but it's kind of telling us, you know, we need to get our priorities straight and get, you know, everything in line. So I really like that book. And the other one is uh, Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Uh, and this, uh, and he also wrote Love Does. And those are two great books. They are super fast reads. Um, I just, I've also heard Bob Goff speak and he is just hilarious, but he's also really down to earth about how we are put here to love others. So those are some few books or a couple books I really enjoyed lately. Awesome. Well, hey, Alyssa, if anybody wants to connect with you as they're listening here to the Chic Space, do you have a way for them to find you on social media? Yeah, uh, I am just Alyssa Horner, H-O-R-N-E-R. Um, I always have to spell that out because it sounds like Warner. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah, Alyssa Horner is on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. Awesome. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for being so giving of your time and sharing all of your wisdom with us. And um, we are so grateful for you. Thank you. I really enjoyed being here. 
Thanks for joining us today. For more stories about enriching lives and training tips for growing your business, subscribe to the Chic Space podcast.